This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Hello, good day, and welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro right there. That's Chris Sinzak. What's going on, my friend? Good. That's almost like an NPR intro. Yeah, it was serious. I was getting, I thought maybe just try to be serious for once. Okay. All right. That's I, don't, I don't like the way it felt. Let's not, let's not be serious anymore. Okay. We had a seriously good time last week, though. Yes, we did. Man, that was that was very, very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Sean was damn cool. He was fun to talk to, and uh, we've had a lot of great response to that. Yeah, and, and what a great subject matter we got to cover. You know, one of, one of your and my, and I'm, I'm sure a good many of our listeners' favorite albums of all time. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time talking about spreading the disease. Yeah, very cool. I liked it a lot. So we've got a, and we've got another great guest this week. Heck yeah, we do, man. We're on a roll now. This is um, this is like the first of a new series that uh, actually Aaron Camaro thought of. Yes, from the from the deep dark depths of the mind of Aaron Camaro. It's a scary place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rocking place. But the idea is, like like we've said, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit later on with Jerry because we have a great talk today. But the idea is, is like, you know, how cool would it be when you, it always happens. You're having that conversation and you say, well, hey, what do you listen to? What kind of bands do you like? You know, and, you, and it's interesting even more so when you're talking to somebody that you admire musically. Yeah. So we thought, you know, there's only one surefire way to test this. And it's with a member of the Killer Dwarfs. Yes. So today we present six songs that Jerry Finn thinks, thinks you should hear. Thinks you should hear. Thinks we should all hear. That's right. And today we're going to hear them. And yeah, and Jerry was here in Nashville and was cool enough to let us come hang out. And we must give special thanks to April Lee for letting us use her apartment to do yeah, it. Yeah, excellent hostess. Thank you, thank you. Had a lot of fun talking to Jerry, and uh, it was so cool of him to come on. And you know, it gives him a chance to basically program the show and. You know, we we get off on playing stuff that you we think you should hear, so this is his turn to do that. Yeah. And we're going to do this with other people of, of all sorts in the future. I mean, th- this could, this is kind of a wide open type of platform that we that we create with this. Right, because we don't have to just talk to musicians. We can talk to anybody about this. Yeah. And he picked some really eclectic stuff. So you know, yeah. you're going to hear some rock and stuff, but you're going to hear some stuff you never would have thought you would hear on this show. Stuff I've never, ever heard before in my life and would have probably never heard of if it weren't for Jerry interfering positively. Positively. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but we uh, we have a little bit of business we got to take care of. Heck yeah. You know, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. How do we continue? We've been doing this for so long, you know, many, many years now. We're out here waving the flag of hard rock and classic metal. We want everyone to know about it. How do we do it? How do we survive so long? Well, the people, man. The people got our backs. The people that really got our backs, they go to iTunes. They download us every single week. Heck, most of them even subscribe. Those are the smart ones. And then they don't even have to ever worry about taking the time to do the downloading every week it comes around wednesday bam there it is decibel geek podcast brand new sweet just the way you like it nice and easy you want to hit us up and help us out while you're there at itunes give us a five-star review that's the way we like it here's a fine example of that this one comes from caesar all the way in peru man we're rocking worldwide at the decibel geek podcast i love it he says this my name is Caesar from Lima, Peru, and I got to say I love the Decibel Geek podcast. The show is really funny. They play awesome music, and I got to discover a few bands that for some reason never got into them, like Tora Tora. 
You should do more Albums Unleashed episodes. The one you did on Slave to the Grind was so freaking cool. How about a Wicked Sensation? Yeah, some Lynch Mob? That'd be sweet. Keep up the incredible work, guys. Five stars, baby. That's how it's done. How easy. How fun. And you could do it, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Just go on iTunes and leave us a review, and uh, we'll mention it on the air. Heck, yeah. You know, we talk about how the people got our back, and they're always helping us out. There's a select few people out there that have what it takes to to reach up and grab that brass ring, to become one of the honorable, one of the elite, one of the geeks of the week. Reach up and reach the brass ring. You know what I mean? Grab the brass ring. That's what I'm saying. Music from the Elder? Exactly. Exactly. You got to reach up and grab the brass ring. That's what the, now you finally, Morpheus, we've got one here. We've got one here, Morpheus. He's got the light in his eyes. All right. So Geeks of the Week, these are the people that uh, share it on Facebook and retweet it on Twitter. Last week's Albums Unleashed, Spreading they're, the Disease. They're all champions. Yes, True champions. The champions this week are Mike Blunt, Al Piss, Derek Leba, Otto Gregerson, Todd Cunningham, Kevin Williams, Miguel Nunez, David Alpazar, Baco, Andrew Jacobs, The Riff of the Day, Gino Ames, Joe Lescon. Joey Vancieri, Brad Kalmanson, Warren Money, Ian Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Morris Buttermaker, Michael Bartley, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Stephen Kirsch, Joseph C.M. Belly, Greg McGlone, Chad Pollock, Mike Blunt, Anthony Espin, Ufano, Scott Webb, Colin Francis, James, Brendan Dunn, Brent Walter, Trevor McDougal, Billy Hardcore, Derek Novak, Adam Cox, Ernesto Aguiar, Mikhail Burrell, The, the Deaf Experience, Envision, Michael Gregoire, Block Sonic, Music Mags and Wax, This Day in Metal, T.J. Cullen, Pep Pep, Bach, Baco, Cal Hens, Daniel right. Chaput, Hoops, Frank Bello shared it. Hey, wait a minute. Frank Bello from Anthrax. From Anthrax. Sweet. Jay Shablewski, the Terrence and Mark experience. Dan Spitz. Oh, right he on. He retweeted it nice. and he said thank you. Uh, Daniel Lee, Martin Winham, Focus on Metal Podcasts, and Microphonic. Man, you geeks of the, the week are in good company this time around. Holy moly absolutely fantastic i love it and now for more excitement this is going to be a fun one today man i'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes yeah and i'm grateful that jerry was able to be our guinea pig on it so if you guys are ready i'm ready chris you ready i'm ready let's take it to jerry finn Properly, because I, I, uh, well, I hope you're around for a long, long time. Because I expired. Yeah, no, no, man. This could be the last one. That'll could be. Hey, it could be the last one for any one of us. So let's make it good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you never know. Let's make it really good. All right, the pressure's on now. Damn it. Back to my (laughs) bridge course. I did. I listened to Method of the Madness like most of the day. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a huge hand in that. Yeah, you know, it's funny, that was, a, it was an incredible experience for me, right? I was It was my first real record, mm-hmm. and it was Andy Johns' 300th real record. Right, so yeah. And I remember, you know, saying to him, he came to Toronto to do pre-production, and I was so intimidated, you know? And Andy was like, you know the movie Arthur, the Dudley Moore sure, movie? Uh, he yeah. looked like that, but was he was it. like six foot four, right? right. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, this sort of, and, um, and he said, uh, he, we, we went out to a bar after we had done, done a few days pre-production. He went, and he spit in my face with every piece. And, yeah. mm. and he goes, those are my standards. Right? <laughs> and then we're thinking like, what? Right? <laughs> and then, of course, he had just spent a year at Eddie Van Halen's house making that record, right? Right. Yeah. 
and uh, you want to talk about being intimidated. You know? Oh gosh! Yeah, it was like being it was like giving birth to yourself for me yeah. making that record. You know? Yeah, but it was it was you know great fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last time we were at Luke's house, I was I bugged Daryl about that album because I was like. You know, tell me about the coal miner guy. You know, he didn't tell me the whole Oh, that's story an interesting that. story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just that's that's one, that album is one of my favorite. Oh, oh, I, great man! Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, I, yeah. Love, yeah. I mean, for me, it's one of those things that when I hear it, I hear m- myself sounding very young. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But do your things you would have done differently? Oh, for sure. But yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just grateful that I had the chance to do it. And, sure. And and I appreciate for what it is. And, and, then and I, was, I love being a part of the band, you know. So. Sure, yeah, and I was yeah. on YouTube today, and I found a video of you guys. Uh, I can't remember which song it was, but it was from like '93. It was a live show, and your son respo- was commenting on, "Oh, really? That's my dad oh. playing guitar." <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. My kid, my kids are 11 and 13 now, and it's all very passe for them, right? right. Yeah. yeah like, oh, look at that old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This would probably be cool if my dad wasn't doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they think it's cool, but it's no big deal. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You're still dad. Although Luke uh, met Oscar, my youngest son, recently, and Oscar thinks that that's very cool. Right? Oh because, yeah. You know, it's just kind of a funny thing where, of course. Their mother and I split up many years ago, uh-huh. but she likes to listen to uh, Hair Nation. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so she's like, "Is that your friend Oscar?" He's like, "Yeah, mom, that's my buddy, Luke Carl." <laughs> right. On. Yeah. Luke's a great guy. Luke's a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah he is. Have you seen him while you're in town? Not yet. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I will. Well, um, are we going already? Yeah. It's okay. Going to um, well, so what brings you to Nashville this time? What's going on? So there's, uh, you know, the main thing was this Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm event that John Karabi puts off every year. Right. And this year, John is away with the dead daisies. Right. He's on the road, so his wife, Debbie, is you know, overseeing this event. So, you know, uh, it's, it's an incredible cause, right? That helps. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we go over kids yeah, with, with, with things and mm-hmm. gifts. So, uh, that, and I'm going to play tomorrow night with the The Rock and Roll Residency, the which is Jerry Rock, rock, rock and, and all those wonderful yeah. guys. Yeah. You're gonna have fun. There's that, and you know, awesome. and, and then just connecting with a lot of my friends. Cool. There's a bit of vacation involved too, and some time with the people at Kramer Guitars, right. who are based in Nashville too. So um, it's a working, rocking vacation. It is, yeah, fantastic. And you were at Wireworld today with Mark Slaughter and Michael Wagner. Yes, yeah, yeah. So how great that? How great to be with Michael Wagner today. Any and tracks you got? No, <laughs> no, but they, Michael Wagner and Mark Slaughter sent me down in front of this uh, guitar rig that they love. Mm-hmm. And insisted that I try every sort of preset to the point where I'm wondering if they're actually selling them. To <laughs> <laughs> so every note, like, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so, so like, I don't know, long, yeah. let me tell you the cost because it's a really fantastic. Uh, I feel like getting a commission on that. Not <laughs> and then the rep walks in, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's great. And Michael Wagner's legacy is, is oh, know, sure. profound, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So, let's get into. Uh, what we're doing today, which is a concept that actually Aaron Camaro here came up with. I thought it'd just be cool because we're always interested in the people that we admire as musicians around here. And what when you talk to somebody, what's the first thing you always want to ask? What are you listening to? Right. What, what kind of stuff are you into? You know, and usually you don't have time to say, well, you know, I'm into this, I'm into that, I've been listening to a little of this lately. But we thought, how cool would it be... To take somebody like Jerry and sit down and say, Jerry, why don't you program the show today? Why don't you pick the songs and let us know on stuff that we might be missing out on? Right, right. 
Cool. So well, this is yeah. six song, six songs that Jerry Fenn thinks you should hear. Sure. Awesome. Okay. So well, you know, when I started to, I mean, what a what a fun task that is to pick six <laughs> songs, and I could have picked three hundred songs. It's sure. hard to narrow down. Or a thousand sure. songs, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, that's, you know. Um, so when I got four songs into the six songs, I realized that they were all songs from Canadian artists. Mm-hmm. And being from from Newfoundland, Canada, um, I thought, then why shouldn't I chose, choose that as, as a theme? Right. And so I have six songs that are all by Canadians. That's very okay. patriotic of you. Well, you know. <laughs> it's trying to be different, man. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, we ain't got enough Canadian influence out of this show, right? Yeah, we, did. we just had a, a episode hosted by Rich and Wally from Canada with all Canadian artists. Art- you know, you, you did. See, Rich. And I thought I was doing something different. Well, they <laughs> Rich year. to screw it up for me. No, but, the, but these well, the are Canadians all songs are, that they didn't play. So right. And the Canadi- Canadians have pretty much taken over our show at this point, so we just go with it. Oh, sure. Well, we, you know. we trust you guys, and we go with it. There it is. If you don't push back, there's nothing to resist. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So what are we going to start with? Well, so why don't we start with, um, you know, one of the songs that was obvious to me was Share the Land by the Guess Who. Now, the Guess Who, of course, everybody knows. American Woman, yeah. You got it, right? And, share, you know, Share the Land is one of those songs. Like, so six great songs. So I think perhaps one of the ways to measure what a great song is is to look at the lyrical content and see whether or not it's still relevant. So this is a song that was written in 1970, but I All think right. it could have been written yesterday. All right. You know, so it's, uh, I mean, I think if you take the lyrics um, sort of literally mm-hmm. for what they mean, there's 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 themes that, that are really obvious once you listen to the song. Right. It's also a bit metaphorical and there's some poetic stuff in there, but I think, you know, Share the Land is a song that could have been written yesterday and would still be just as... as uh, as relevant. Have you been around? Have you done your share of coming down on different things that people do? Have you been aware? You got brothers and sisters who care about what's gonna happen to you in a year from now. Maybe I'll be there to shake your hand. Maybe I'll be there to share the land that they be given. I also have the bizarre, sort of surreal experience of actually playing with Burton Cummings. Okay, So I have actually stood on stage and uh, had the bizarre experience and joyful, surreal yeah. trip of playing the song with him live. You know? nice. So which gives it a bit of an extra uh, sentimental uh, component for me. What's he like? Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, Burton's amazing. You know, Burton is... Um, you know, the success he's had is, is tremendous, right? right, of course. But, you know, the thing that struck me most when I met him was uh, how much of a fan of music he is. Mm-hmm. So he was he would talk about, you know, the, that he had finally completed his collection of some obscure label that Fats Domino recorded on. Right. And he had all the albums. Oh, wow. He's so, a music file. So he's more of a... He's as much a fan as he is a, a participant in it. Sure. And, and I think that that has to be... 
that might be a component in his success. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's great, man. He's amazing, and he's such a good musician. I mean, when you sit down next to him and play in a small rehearsal room, whether or not it's your cup of tea, it's right. like it's undeniable. Like, of course, that's why he sold X millions of records. Right. Yeah. He's just that good. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, well, then there's like a theater named after him up there, isn't there? There is. Yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah. Because I've heard that you know, like um, another a very famous podcaster, Adam Carolla. He's he performs up there at that theater. Yeah, sure, the Burton Comedy Theater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, well, then the guess who? So, has he mentioned how much he hates Cameron Crowe? Um, Burton has not. No. Okay. You know what? It's funny. He he doesn't say anything negative about anybody. Actually. Do you know that reference though? I don't know the movie. No. You see the movie Almost Famous. Of sure, of sure. Yeah. There's the scene with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Lester. Oh, Banks don't they? Magazine. Don't uh, they do make? Yeah, make, yeah he's like, he's they like take the guess piss out of the who? guess who, right? They're a bunch of buffoons. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, he was it. He said, uh, or no, no, no. He doesn't make fun of the guess who. He says, uh, he says somebody else. I think he said the doors are a bunch of buffoons. Right. Give me the guess who. Oh, sure. Yes. They have the courage to admit they're buffoons, which which makes them poetic. That's what it is. <laughs> so, he, so Burton Cummings should appreciate that movie. Yeah. Nice. I I'm sure, he probably did. But uh, no, it, I I do remember this song, and honestly. As a child of American television, yeah, yeah, there were the um, you know, cash on delivery like you know records that you would pay for vinyl albums yeah, back course. in the eighties, and then yeah. you see the commercials late at night. Yeah. That song was always one on always the you know, right? you know songs of the seventies, you know. Oh, so, yeah. um, but it's a great song though, and you're right though it does it does lend itself to today's society, especially it really does right. It, it, the amount a, of division that's going on right there's now. There's a timeless sure. quality to it, I think. You know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Cool. So what do we got for the next one? All right. So the next song is, <clears throat> there's a great band, you know, from Toronto called The Salads. And The Salads, um, you know, they're sort of from a kind of ska metal kind of background. Mm-hmm. And this particular song, Music Every Day, uh, is a song that Angelo, the singer from Fishbone, oh, yeah. uh, uh, guests on. So he's singing on this. as Oh, that's guest. him. That's oh, Angela. Right and that's cool. I mean, you know, fish, Fishbone, I mean, not to get away from, from the salads, but I mean, Fishbone, I think, are one of the greatest bands I've ever seen live. Mm. And, you know, when when I was 17, that that was a possibility of what a band could be would never have crossed my mind. Yeah. You know? But those guys at 17 were actually creating that incredible band, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's creating because there was nothing like it before. Not really, right? I mean, they were drawing from all kinds of awesome things. And the Salads are another... So the Salads are one of these great Canadian bands that have had sort of you know, a certain amount of success up there, but you know, more people should know about. Mm-hmm. They toured with Fishbone, and that's how they're friends with this guy. That's how they got him on, on the song. Right. So they had that kind of, those kind of credentials. And in you know, the circles where the cool kids you know, spend time, people mm-hmm. know who the Salads are. But more people should know about the salad. Yeah, because we're I, all going to be cool kids now. Yeah, right. Yeah, awesome. sorry about that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Finally. <laughs> you know, and you know, just the idea of the song, right? It, music every day is mm-hmm. what the doctor prescribed, right? Yes. It's a lyric. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, who are we to argue with that, right? i 
I mean, it's a, it's a very uplifting tune, and I was I was listening to it earlier today, and it had it very much reminded me of Sublime. Like I could yeah, I'm sure. So you somewhat out of that camp, also. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. I didn't know that was Angelo from Fishbone, but uh, that's a great band. Like that was a band that a lot of my friends in high school that were very much into. Yeah. And um, it was a great documentary about Fishbone. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It tells their entire history, and like I even had my wife, who is not a fan of rock or ska or anything. Yeah. She's into country music, and that's pretty much it. Sure. She was totally into this documentary because their story is really incredible. Well, you know, Fishbone, yeah. I think, are full of integrity and mm -hmm. they're, they're uh, you know, great and honest about how they deliver what they do. And the Salas are the same kind of band, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fact that Angela would, would be a part of their record yeah. is, it, it, uh, I think, a tremendous endorsement around Absolutely. how great a band the Salas are. Yeah. So, right so music every day. That's cool. That's definitely one of my faves. Absolutely. Right on. So let's move on to track three. So the next song is a song called Blossom. So there's a great Canadian band called I Mother Earth. I love this band. And I Mother Earth are, uh, I mean, they're, they're known all around the world. Mm -hmm. They're really, they're an iconic band in Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of that, like, a, I guess what you would, might call like a modern rock mm -hmm. band, you know, sort of 90s rock right. band. Right. What I Mother Earth did uh, that was different, well, there was a few things. One of the things they did was they employ a full-time Latin percussionist, sort mm -hmm. of like in a Santana kind of way. Right. right. But, you know, they, they, uh, it's not really derivative of that at all. They do it in their own way yeah. and create this incredible sort of modern rock sound with this kind of earthy, organic kind of, mm -hmm. you know, Latin thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, beautifully written lyrics and the guitar player Jag is always inventive and, and interesting. Mm -hmm. The singer in I Mother Earth, Brian Byrne, is I think probably, you know, the best rock singer I've ever heard. And uh yeah, I mean so yeah, so this is so they they were uh, you know had great success through the nineties. They recently reunited and they're releasing like a single a year. Oh okay. And so Blossom is their latest single. But you know over the last three years there's there's three great songs that are that are worth checking out for sure. Whatever hearts we break, whatever beds we've made, every time we know we'll come down. Whatever love we gave, it was a lot to stay too late and look a lot of stone. 
percussionist uh, Danielle is, uh, you know, he's like the unsung hero of Kennedy Rock, I think, because of what he, he brings to this band. The way they configure the band on stage, the drummer and him, they, they both take up equal parts on the stage, you know? It looks like two drum kids. Right. Maybe well, yeah. you know? mm -hmm. And uh, just, I think, really, you know, creative, interesting uh, twist on yeah. rock music as, right. as we're used to it. And, and they've got a great live show, too. Oh, they're incredible. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're as good as it gets, I think. I remember them breaking through here in the States <clears> back <throat> in the 90s. And sure. It was a song called Whatever, I think. Or they had a song that, that broke through pretty big here. Yeah. And got good radio play. But then this is the thing with America, you know, like people don't necessarily always look outside the borders of the states. They'll say, oh, well, they were kind of a one-hit wonder here. And it's like, yeah. well, maybe here. Right. But they've had a, a massive career outside of, the, of mm -hmm. America. There's been a lot of bands oh, like sure that have, that yeah. are like one-hit wonders here in the states, but are mega huge everywhere else. Yeah. You know? Well, right. another one was we that we discovered was AHA. You know, who right. had Take On Me in the 80s. It right. was big here, and then they've had really nothing since. But they've sold, like, you know, tens of millions of albums overseas. Isn't that amazing, right? And yeah. just came up with a brand new album I've seen in the research for yeah. the year-end thing. Or yeah. Halloween. You know, right. Hasn't really had any hits in America. <clears throat> sure. Or but Grim they, Reaper. But they play full stadiums in Europe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just like, you know, and we have, we have a worldwide audience that listens all over the, you know, from everywhere, but... We do have a lot. I guess the majority of our listeners are American. Yeah. We try to stress to them: you got to look outside the borders because oh, sure. it, yeah. America is not all there is. It's there's a huge music public outside of America. Yeah, and yes, people can, look, and look to Canada, look to Sweden. That. You know, like, they'll tell you. My Mother Earth has been thriving for decades. Oh, sure. And yeah. you know, you don't even have to look outside of America. You have to look just to smaller scenes, right? Where bands, you know, you go to a great city like Austin, or go to a city like mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know Nashville right. and you'll see great rock bands that the rest of the country isn't privy to but these are they're writing incredible songs and they're com completely committed to what they're doing right it, you know it may not become mainstream or may not reach that level of success right. but it's just as good as anything that does absolutely you know? right yeah. we're yeah. surrounded by it you know we just gotta sort of well, that's why we do what we do. Yeah, yeah we'll sure. try to get the word out when no one else is putting it out there. Well, that's why we're talking about the salads right now, you know. Heck yeah, man. And I'm Mother Earth. The yeah. plan is all come together. Yeah. <laughs> we're shaking rock and roll right yes, now. We are. You we're and I. It. As we see. Yes. <laughs> All right, quick break before we get back to more conversation with Jerry Finn. So much fun so far. We're, this is good, man. I like this. It, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm, gl I'm glad we could do this with Jerry. I'm just imagining all the different people from all the walks of life that we could do this with. You know, everybody's got six songs to pick, right? I would think so. Everybody's got six songs they want to share with the world. And as he told us, he could have picked 100. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So we could have Jerry back on. 100 more times. Fantastic. Here's a, little, here's a little, um, well, not to steal from another show, a little homework assignment idea. Put in the comments of this episode on Facebook what six songs do you think we sh that people need to hear? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, because like I said, everybody everybody can do that, of course. All right. It's hard to pick six, just like Jerry said. You know, I don't know the how How could I pick six? How could you pick six? Well, so see, difficult. We don't have to worry about that. We're just exactly. the Exactly. That's the idea. So we never have to do it. We host the show. All right. 
pressure's off. Hey, Christmas is right around the corner, the holiday season. Everybody's out there looking for presents for their friends, their family, their loved ones. You guys want to help us out? You love us, right? We're like family. You know, we're family, friends, and loved ones. We're your drunk uncles. All wrapped up in one big drunk uncle rock and roll party. You want to help us out for Christmas? Well, heck, I know you're out there doing a lot of shopping this time of year. You got a lot of presents to buy. You want to get some cool stuff for yourself. The most unique place to get gifts, of course, is Amazon. You, you don't even have to go to the store. You don't got to fight the crowds. You ain't got to mess with none of that. They'll bring it right to your house. I hear they're going to be flying them in with drones pretty soon. I heard about that. Nice. That's pretty crazy. I'm going to just start ordering shit off Amazon just to watch the drone come in and drop it off. I want to purposely order a blow-up doll from it and have it <laughs> delivered on a drone just because it would look hilarious trying to land in my front yard. Requested out of the package, blown up. I don't think please. my wife will like it, though. <laughs> Silence, you've been replaced. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a new carrier pigeon, a blow-up doll. Oh, yeah. I went to a weird oh, place. Oh, man. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's great. You know, so whatever you're looking for at Amazon, be it blow-up dolls, drones, they've got it. Hey, <laughs> Um Go decibelgeek.com. When you're going to do your shopping on Amazon, you go to us first. All you, all it really is is basically it's a, it's a banner, a link that you click on on our website. Mm-hmm. And from there, whoosh, takes you right over to Amazon. Blam, there you are. You're on Amazon. You're, you're picking and choosing. You're, you're checking things out left and right. You're finding all kinds of really unique gifts for others and yourself, you know, this holiday season. And what you're doing is once you get your, your shopping cart all filled up with all the goodies that you want to get shipped right to your house so you avoid all the BS of going out and messing with the crowds, when you're done with that, all of a sudden, you're helping us out. Because once you pay for your items, then Amazon takes their cut of it and they slice us off a little bit. They kick it on over to the Decibel Geek podcast. We're going to be broadcasting out of the studio really soon. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, much done. This is, I think, the last one in the room yeah, of the house. I mean, right. we're officially moving in the studio after this. And it's thanks to all the friends that have bought T-shirts. You know, even hit the donate button on mm-hmm. the page. Friends of the show that have bought, you know bought into the vip stuff we're yep. doing you know and are enjoying it and telling their friends about it and we get more people joining up all the time we're recording stuff on the side for that mm-hmm. you know an important thing to remember too our good friend daryl albers got plenty of cool music related stocking stuffers for everyone on your christmas list this year over at hk collectibles inc including a ticket from a show from 1988 featuring robert plant with opening act stevie ray vaughn Man. Pretty good bill there. What a show that would have been. Also for sale right now is a ticket from KISS, the Lakeland show appearance on the Creatures of the Night Tour. That's legendary, that mm-hmm. show. we Everybody talks about that. Perfect for the Vinnie Vincent fan in your household. There you go. That's me. Is that already yeah. on your wish list? Michelle already knows about that, huh? Yeah, because she's, <laughs> she's definitely not the Vinnie Vincent fan in my household. You send her a link to it like every five minutes, huh? <laughs> Man, he's got all that and a whole lot more. Check him out over at HK Collectibles, Inc. You just go to decibelgeek.com. It's right there by the Amazon banner. Click on HK Collectibles, Inc. banner and go shopping. Do it now. Hit yep. it up. Buy some good stuff for Christmas. The people... 
they go to Amazon. They go through the Decibel Geek Podcast website. Once they get there, they buy all kinds of cool stuff. Now, we get the list. They don't tell us who's buying the stuff. No. I wish they would, but they don't. But what we do get is a list of cool stuff that people have bought. Yeah, so yeah. what kind of stuff are we looking at this week? And you guys have bought a lot of stuff this week, so let's go through some of this stuff. That's good. Thank you all. And cell phones and accessories, uh, DBS Move Series wireless Bluetooth headphones were purchased. Right help you listen to the show. Heck yeah, on the go. And uh, the computer section, a shit ton of stuff that I'm clueless about, but thank you. I love it. If That's I read awesome. it all out, it'll sound like some other language. I um, recommend everybody goes to their work and sets up because you can you can easily take our link and you know make that your regular Amazon yeah, link, you know, and then whoever it. on your computer does it, just favorite that, and there you go. You know, they they can help us all the time. Nobody knows. Yeah. They don't care. Uh, it doesn't cost nothing. A couple of DVDs were purchased. Um, a cadaver Christmas was purchased. <laughs> I don't know about that well, one. Good family film. Um, Roger Waters' The Wall on Blu-ray was purchased. Oh, nice. Somebody bought one of them, what, a couple of weeks ago? Last yeah. week? Cool. And uh, electronics, a Bose Wave Music System 4 Platinum Silver for $500 Oh, purchased. nice. That's going to sound good. I'm envious of you. And it helps us out a ton. Thank you. Absolutely. Kitchen and Houseware is a Coca-Cola fridge magnet. Cool. Uh, office products, another shit ton of stuff that I'm clueless about, <laughs> including printers, scanners, and swipe readers. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of stuff. That's very cool. Um, uh, and pet supplies, a nature aquarium was purchased, and a... Peaceful Pet Memorial Keepsake Cremation Urn was purchased. Our condolences to your loss. Yes, and you just, I know you're thinking it. Keep your Vinnie Vincent jokes to yourself. You thought of it. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was talking to anybody else that would yeah, say it to you. Okay. I was just filling up my Tupperware over here. Um, <laughs> all right. In sports and outdoors, a 105-pound weight set with dumbbells was purchased. Oh, nice. See? Bobby Rock's out there buying stuff. <laughs> Those dumbbells that you purchased help out the dumbbells that are on these microphones. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, toys and games. A bunch of stuff, including Dora the Explorer toys and a bunch of kitchen play sets and kid craft dinosaur train set and table. That's cool. Cool. Other stuff, including makeup and costumes as well. So, ah, makeup and costumes. Well, not those huh? kind of makeup and costumes. Makeup and costumes. I heard you say it. Not the geriatric kind. Um, and then the, our favorite section, music. Um, I, I'm a little conflicted on this one. Somebody bought Florida, Florida Georgia Lines, Anything Goes, and Here's to the Good Times. Um, okay. I'm assuming that you're buying this for a non-decibel geek listener. And if you're not... I'm assuming you're probably not going to go on the Facebook page and admit it. <laughs> they have um, Amazon access in mental hospitals, I guess. Okay. Thank you for the purchase anyway. Yes. Um, Foo Fighters B-Sides and Rarities 2 CD set was bought. That's awesome. Uh, the new Danzig album Skeletons was purchased. Right on. And Hailstorm the Strange Case of was purchased. Sweet. That's what it's all about. we got people helping us out. They go to the Decibel Geek website. You know it, decibelgeek.com. So sweet. So simple. You go there. It's every great rock and roll magazine you can imagine all wrapped up into one in a website. Yeah, it's way more than just this show. We've got writers from all over the world, like world class rock and roll journalists out there doing their jobs and kicking back the product to decibelgeek.com you love this kind of music you want to keep up with it you want to know what's going on as far as new albums coming out or concert reviews or just even stories about bands you know there's all so many different things you can explore and discover at decibelgeek.com and so many great people behind a lot of 
just killer things there. You got to check it out to believe me. Like I said, that's where you're going to find the HK Collectibles Inc. banner. That's where you're going to find our Amazon banner. Favorite that bad boy, so you always use it every single time. Doesn't cost you a penny. Helps us a ton. Also, you want to get a t-shirt? DecibelGeek.com is the place to do it. You want to become a VIP? We highly recommend it, and our VIPs would agree with us because we got some good stuff coming their way all the time. You can check that out at Patreon.com or, of course, at DecibelGeek.com. Enough shilling. Let's get back to the show, man. I'm, I'm out of breath. Let's rock. Like he really is, um, you know. You meet one of these, two of these people in your careers right. when you hear, see him on stage. And I've had, I've been lucky enough to play with him too, and mm. it's just that much better. It's like being in a room with Burton Cummins, right? Where it's like, fuck, he's that much better than everybody else, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's like everybody I'm in the presence is, of something a little different. You know, Karabi's like that. Yeah, he is. Karabi is undeniable how great he is. You know, he yeah, talent just kind of oozes from that guy. Uh, and you know, there's something. There's something charismatic about it too. There's a whole other, there's a, d- a depth too. Oh, totally. Like you just want to fucking listen to what he says. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we sat with him for three hours talking the Motley 94 album. And, oh, sure, yeah. And he was a wellspring of amazing stories. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And yeah. philosophy and, yeah, we didn't want to leave. <laughs> I mean, we were like, we just yeah. sat there and kept having drinks with him and it was just like, yeah, that was one of the most fun times we've had. Yeah, he's awesome. Karabi. Oh, yeah, Karabi. No, I'm awesome. just comparing Brian to Karabi. He's, he's one of those guys that is that, that compelling when he's on stage where you yeah. just can't look away. Right. You know? Yeah, and that's and, a rare talent. And when he, you yeah. think he's not going to quite get it, he sings it better than he's, you expect him to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. All right, so what, what are we doing <clears> next? The next song I picked is from a band called Trent Severin and... This is a song called Road Less Traveled. So Trent Severn is a group of three women, mm-hmm. like folk, kind of a folk band. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, I mean, I think probably definitely a folk, folk. band. Right. Like Crosby, Sills, and Nash, kind of. So they do these, you know, really beautifully recorded records with, you know, interesting three-part harmonies where, like, the middle part is sort of moving in really interesting ways, like David Crosby would have done it. Right. And, you know, a great guitar player with, like, beautiful, like, what sounds like you know, a really expensive guitar with like a great player and a really expensive microphone. <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like. And there's no there's no clutter. It's right. really, they're really simply recorded records. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's not much to say about this song except you know the idea of the road less the, the lyric that ends the song. I think is the road less traveled. Where can we go? Right, which sort of resonates just with me. Nobody 
that just sounds like a world of possibility to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's just a great lyric. But I, I just think it's a beautiful, beautifully written song and beautifully presented, too, you know. Guest appearance by right. Peter Chris in this episode. <laughs> the cat man is here. Meow. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next song I picked, they're also Canadian, not Canadian writers, but so Ed Bickard, um, so I spent many years studying jazz guitar mm-hmm. and jazz music, uh-huh. and Ed Bickard is to me, you know, one of the greatest jazz guitar players ever. Mm-hmm. He's from, from Toronto, and uh, so this is Ed Bickard and Don Thompson, both Canadians. It's just a guitar player and a bass player. All right. And this is a great song. It was recorded in 1978, and uh, it's probably like something that would be very typical of like a jazz standard. Mm-hmm. But it's a, an interesting example. Like when you said pick six songs, yeah. uh, you know, I came to the realization that you need for something for it to work, you need a great song, but you also need a great delivery of a song. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not simple. It's not simply that there's a great song. So think of how right. many bad Beatles covers we've heard. Right. Sure. Right. So that might be evidence that a great song is not enough. Right, you need right, to actually yeah. be able to present the song sure. properly. And sometimes you hear songs that are like top 40 songs and it makes you cringe, but somewhere in there is a good song, like where you've heard a cover of a song that you didn't like. Sure. Rocked out. Yeah. And then yeah. it's a really cool song. So it goes both ways like that, I think. Yeah. It could be a good song with a bad delivery. It can. you got to have it together. I think for it to, to really... I think the thing that all these songs have in common is that they're good songs, but they're also delivered uh, can you know properly? Yeah, I agree. Right. And so, so this this performance of a face like yours is just guitar and bass, mm-hmm. and they're both playing as if they they're sharing a consciousness. Right? It sounds like a sing, simple one single brain right. operating both instruments. Right on. And you know the melody at the beginning is really plainly you know simply uh, presented. Mm-hmm. Then they get into the part where they're improvising. Then it, it gets really simple again. Right. So it's I think it's a good example of how a song has to be delivered. It's a great song, but an excellent example of the fact that a song needs to be played properly to be effective. Right. Right. So that's why I like this one. Thank you. 
what age were you at when you got into this stuff? Oh, I was a teenager. Teenager. Yeah. yeah so I, I studied jazz in university. Oh, okay. For four years and spent time. You know, I, I remember going to uh, university and thinking I was going to do two years, and then you know that would make me the greatest rock guitar player of all time. And after right. two years of, of school, I realized that I knew nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and and I, and I still feel that way. So I mean, it's certainly. But that's a good thing. Oh yeah, leaves yeah. you open, open to always learning more. Always learning more. Add more to the repertoire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you approach it with you know the spirit of humility, right? And, right. Yeah. Uh, I think that then the sky's the limit. How foreign Absolutely. was this type of stuff to you at that age? Oh, I was I was down with this when I was you fifteen were, or sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a rare thing though these days. Like I mean, like I, I've noticed with a lot of younger guitarists, you know, especially like in the rock and metal bands now. I don't see much of appreciation for the jazz stuff, you know. Oh, I bet they're out there. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I, they I guarantee are. you, there's there's a there's a there's 300 great rock guitar players at Berkeley right now. Sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there are. Oh, yeah. But, but even just, even some... even the downright dirty rock and rollers out in the streets and the in the garages somewhere trying to bang some stuff out, and they're saying, you know, I love Randy Rhodes and I love Ace Frehley and I love Angus Young and I love you know guitarists like that. But still, the roots of it, you know, those artists appreciate the jazz guitar. So, you know, you follow it back far enough, yeah. it comes back to some technicality stuff, even though you may not seem like that on the surface sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... Look, I mean, there's there's Eddie Van Halen wasn't yeah. a big jazz fan, and I think he turned out just fine. Yeah. So, I mean, right. I, I don't think that there's any single right way to do it. Right. You know, uh, I don't think you, can, you could do yourself... Uh, any harm by trying to be as as wide in, in what you take in, you know, uh, yeah. in terms of influences. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a good thing to have the other styles, you know, at least in your head a little bit, you know. It's oh, a, sure. Like I, you know, I was never a big jazz fan, but or or necessarily even a big blues fan, but it didn't stop me from having some Wes Montgomery on vinyl. You know, oh yeah, Wes is the king. Just to listen to that yeah. stuff, because you're gonna hear you're gonna hear something that's gonna take you back a little bit, you know. It may not necessarily be what you go for, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, if it, I'm going to listen to Randy Rhodes before I listen to anything else, yeah. but I'm, but it, you need to go back to the early part of that stuff to to get a feel for what where it came from. Yeah, I'm such a it, dumb rocker. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Wes well, Montgomery's really good. I mean, but if uh, you know, but it's more of a guitar player's guitar player. You know, like yeah. if. Uh, I don't hear too many just general music fans bring up Wes Montgomery, but you yeah. know, but guitar players tend to do it. But uh, I don't know. I just I, I appreciate. I'm glad that you picked something like that because, and that's probably the most far out and left field thing we've ever played on the show. That's great. That's great, man. But good. it's good because yeah. I want it to, I want people to kind of get a little bit of an experience of other stuff. That's Damn, cool. Jerry, you're forcing us to expand our horizons. Uh, you know, I'm very deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to become a jazz podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, Heroin geek. All Slayer next week, we promise. (laughs) All right, so we got one more to go. So we got one more. So this last one for me is... um, uh, So Ron Hine... I grew up in a place called St. John's, Newfoundland, which is an island of the east coast of Canada. Mm -hmm. And Ron Hines was um, like the Hank Williams of Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ron just died on November 19th. So just, you know... Recently, oh, wow. yeah. and uh, you know he's he's known all over the world in folk circles for mm-hmm. some songs that that have become you know staple folk songs that people probably don't even identify him as the author of. That's right. how in Ireland, Sonny's Dream, people think 
they wrote it, mm -hmm. you know. So he's a really prolific and really important folk songwriter. And, um, you know, this is another great example, I think, of uh, this version of this song, Dry, is, is just him playing acoustic guitar and singing. So, you know, if there's nothing fancy production-wise, uh, it's just a great song with a really powerful delivery. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to dedicate my performance tonight to a great friend of ours that we lost early Saturday morning, Dermot O'Reilly. Uh, he was... He was Gary was, Dermot was a consummate musician and a brilliant songwriter, and anybody, whoever could call him a friend, was really blessed. So this is for Dermot. Outside the detox, and the night was rent asunder. Lightning lit the midnight sky, and the rain poured into my eyes, and the morning came. I said goodbye. I went back into the world. Back into the shadows Down the darkened alleys Where the disappointed go And I searched out a familiar friend And he reached out a welcome hand And we set out To find our favorite poison dry We were bone dry The darkness takes forever to die When you're bone dry This highway runs on for a million miles man who walked in fields of gold with the wind in his sails and the sun on his shoulders down the line his heart and soul got colder now he's the windshield king now he's the unknown soldier it was not the voice of God it was only rolling thunder I checked back into detox And I shook my head in wonder Moonlight lit the midnight sky And I tried to close my eyes And the morning came With the same sad Surprise I was dry I was bone dry The darkness takes forever to die 
And a crucified no longer cry This highway runs on for a million miles When you're bone dry You know, it's funny, uh, looking back on these six songs, the one thing that started to become apparent was that good production is not important. Not, not usually. <laughs> you know? Not always, like no, the, the, yeah. the production value in all of these songs, it, there's quite a, a range, yeah. right? But it doesn't seem to affect how powerful the music is. Right. You know, and that's not to say that great production can't, can't support a great song. Sure. Right. But whether it's one guy on stage with an acoustic guitar, or it's... The salad song, which is really beautifully produced. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Share the Land, that, that was recorded in 1970. Mm-hmm. That's probably a bit old sounding production. But None of it gets in the way of a great song yeah. and, right. and great players playing it. Yeah. Well, if you, have, yeah, if you don't have a song, you don't have anything. Yeah. yeah. So this, this, you know, Ron Hines is, uh, is a sentimental favorite always, and particularly now. You know, when, when Ron died, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, the, the entertainment district in St. John's is, is a street called George Street. Mm-hmm. And the power went out. Oh, wow. It just coincidentally at the same time. So all wow. of the bars were black and it was silent for an hour. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, you tell me there's not going to be songs written about that. That's in, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, something very sort of poetic and cool. and yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. But, you know, anyway, Ron was really, you know, when I was a kid, Ron was what I wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. He was a rock star to me, you know, when I was 13. Right. But, yeah. Well, I yeah, I watched the video and and uh, yeah. yeah, it really it really threw me. I was like, you know, because I didn't know who he was. Sure, you yeah. know, I'll, 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 I'm a dumb American on this one. Well, well you know, well, listen, you know, most of our it, listeners right now probably had no idea what that Emmy was. Lou, Emmy Lou Harris knows who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of people do know him, but it's it's certainly not mainstream. Yeah. But I listened to it and. Like you said, it's just him and a guitar on stage, and man, it it wraps you up. Yeah, you know, it really does, and and the and it's a very deep lyrical thing to talk about. You know? It really is, and that was you know that was a, a very autobiographical this song too. Right? Yeah, he from did what struggle I, with these things. I did read up on him after that. I oh, watched sure. the video, and I was yeah. like, oh wow, I was like, he really was coming from the heart on that. Song. He meant it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Pretty, I'm definitely going to check out more of his stuff. Yeah, after, do yourself a favor. Your, your life will only be better if you have more Ron Hines in it. Some great storytelling in that. Yeah, for sure. More Ron Hines. But uh, no, nah, man. I mean, I'm 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 glad you were <laughs> cool with doing it with this concept in mind because this is a new thing for us. Yeah, too. we've you're our guinea pig. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, we, yeah you're the first person <laughs> doing this. So I think so. it, I think it turned out all right. I, I think this is pretty cool. Oh, it's so fun to talk about. You know, we could do the favorite 200 songs. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, next time you're in town, we'll do like the next six. Yeah, yeah. the next yeah. six. The next six songs Jerry thinks you need we to We could do hear. a whole episode just on Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> songs in the key of life alone. I mean, right? Yeah. So, you know, I got to wonder, we've talked about a lot of eclectic music today and a lot of different stuff. And to be honest with you, maybe not stuff you would expect out of the guitar player from the Killer Dwarfs. Sure. So uh, curiosity makes me wonder, you know, and these are tastes that you've, you know, throughout your life have hit you at one time or another. What kind of rock stuff made you want to pick up the guitar when you were younger? Oh, well, I mean, you know, Eddie Van Halen, of course, right? Yeah. You know, I remember hearing Eruption and thinking, like, what is that? You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, so he would stand out certainly as the most 
profound influence right. when, yeah. I was, when I was a kid. Yeah. But, you know, God, who are like his rock guitar players now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got into, you know, great songwriters, you know. So as a kid, mm-hmm. I liked the Eagles, you know. Yeah. I like I love the Stones, right, more than anything, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. You know. You, you have to love Rush, right? I have to, because, you, you know, to. my passport actually has a national requirement. <laughs> there's, a, there's a tick box like, that requires yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Is he? Did he mark it? Yeah. Yeah, nope. he did. Yeah. We can't okay, he's, a, he's Canadian. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all we need to see. <laughs> yeah. know, as a Canadian, are you like, God, I'm so sick of talking about Rush. Uh, you know, I love Rush, of course. Okay. You know, so... Uh, but I know you must love Rush, but as a Canadian, doesn't it kind of, I mean, it's like, aren't they the only ones we seem to ever want to talk about? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, there's... When I think of big Canadian bands that Americans would know or the world would know, I think certainly a Brush. I think yeah. Triumph. Then, right. you know, sort of hard rock bands. I mean, Coney yes. Hatcher, a great band. Yeah, you know, Coney Hatcher's awesome. I mean, Adv- Advil. Anvil certainly have their, their place, right? It's right. a great metal band. Helix. And... Helix are an excellent band who I, yeah. I was lucky enough to play with yeah, for you a short, short period. Yeah. I mean, that's a band with really great songs, I think. Oh, I love a lot of their you know, stuff. Yeah. Consistently awesome. Way tunes. underrated in the States, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the Killer Dwarfs, of you course. Know, and the Killer Dwarfs. Man, we love that band. Yeah. We could have just sat here and played six Killer Dwarf songs, but I feel like we, we expanded our minds a little bit. <laughs> yeah, might be a bit self-serving, I think, to do that one. <laughs> we might sneak a Yeah, I would have worried about you a little bit if, if, I, if, if I had gotten the results <laughs> My six songs from... It's six, killer, it's six songs from Method to the Madness. Oh, like, man. Okay, well, yeah. all right. <laughs> I that's think okay. you should hear six of my songs. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a little conceited, but it was also one of our highest rated episodes, so there it all it is, works right? out. Yeah. Uh, I did have many drafts of these six songs. Oh, and I should I bet. and I, I should bet. mention I'll and I'll take a if you don't mind, I'll take a couple of pictures. Um, Jerry even went to the trouble of writing notes down and everything for this. So, yeah. So we have to appre- give you some appreciation for that. Oh well, so. that's really just about having a bad memory. That's nothing. To say. <laughs> I didn't really prepare it. I just had to write this stuff down to remember it. Yeah. But uh, no. that's how we do it half the time. <laughs> Notebooks. Uh, but no, I'm I'm glad you could come into town. I'm glad we could nab you for this. Oh, so great yeah, to see man. you guys. Yeah, it was, it was sure. Yeah. A lot of fun to do. Every and, time I come to town, I expect to see you. you know? And uh, so I can make his day. Can you on mic say hi to Rich Meister Dillon? Rich, who Rich Dillon? Yeah. No, Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> Me either. Rich. Oh, I love Rich, you know. And Kate Campbell. They're two troublemakers. And, they are. and awesome golfers, I'm told. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should talk to you about Oh, that. golfers. They tried, yeah. Oh. Golf, yeah. I thought you said gophers. Oh, no, I don't know about how they're They're good great they golfers. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. They, they're awesome golfers. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they, wear the, they wear the elf as well, for sure. Yes, we we sponsored one of the holes at the, uh, the golf tournament. That was so fun. You guys should come up next year. Uh, I'm hoping oh, man, to go. Love yeah, to. definitely. Yeah. So I actually do play golf. So and, yeah. Yeah. Rich was like, "Oh God, I wish you had been up here because none of us know how to play." That's what we're <laughs> trying to totally line up a ringer for them, like find a professional golfer to be on their team and carry them through. Like now, it's the four rock and rollers and the awesome golfer. To be on a, on a golf course with Daryl Dorf and Luke, <laughs> Luke Carroll and Rich Dillon. I mean, it really, you know, it's like a Monty Python skit. Right? Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, I heard Daryl was like playing the drums on the course. He had his kids out on the course. Yeah. Right on. That's cool. So cool. All right, well, so give a, give our best to the rest of the guys. I definitely will, yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah.